So this is my place, the Pineapple Hill Grill and Saloon. If you go to my page, you can see all the work I did for outdoor dining, for tables being seven feet apart. And I come in today because I'm organizing a protest and I came in to get stuff for that. And I walk into my parking lot and obviously Mayor Garcetti has approved this. Has approved this being set up for this being set up for for a movie company. I'm losing everything. Everything I own is being taken away from me. And they set up a movie company right next to my outdoor patio, which is right over here. And people wonder why I'm protesting and why I have had enough. <laughs> they have not given us money and they have shut us down. We cannot survive, my staff cannot survive. Look at this. Tell me that this is dangerous, but right next to me as a slap in my face, That's safe. This is safe. 50 feet away. This is dangerous. Mayor Garcetti and Gavin Newsom is responsible for every single person that doesn't have unemployment, that does not have a job, and all the businesses that are going under. And we need your help. We need somebody to do something about this. Hey, party crashers. Welcome to another episode of The Uninvited. This is your host, Terry Jones. However you found us and wherever you found us, I'm so grateful that you did. Please rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss another one of these fine episodes. And should you give us a rating, please give us five stars, because we could use a whole lot of love right now. And uh, four stars kind of feels like the friend zone. Um, so as you, as you heard, um, that was a woman, Angela Marsden. Um, she runs a, a restaurant, the Pineapple Hill Saloon, I believe I'm getting that right, um, in Los Angeles. And obviously, it's all audio. I don't know if you, you have seen it, um, but it's kind of, it's, I don't want to say, I, I never know when they say things are trending. I don't really know, like, what one has to do in order to be trending, but I will say that um, several of the different chefs that I follow on Instagram and Twitter, uh, reposted this and, um, I've seen a, a couple of, of clips, uh, from her, you know, within the last day or so. Um, but the show really is, today's show is really about the human side of the coronavirus. You know, I, um, most of what we hear um, in the news, well, let me back up. Most of what I seem to be paying attention to in the news is the, the, the political component of the coronavirus or very much uh, the, the, the public health component or the community health component. 
of of COVID nineteen, and the reason why uh, this video struck me is just knowing you know um, you know people who are in this business. Um, one um, who who recently um, shut down uh, his restaurant. Um, and, and two more of my friends who are, who have found a way, um, to survive, um, in, in this environment. Um, but I, I think the, the, the point of the conversation that, that I'm hoping to have today is just about the human side and the struggle, the real struggle that, um, that we're going through, um, Earlier today, I'd read an article from a mother in, in Oregon and her and her editorial basically is to the point where just saying, look, you know, what we're doing isn't sustainable and it just isn't right. Like you think about, we've been at this for, what are we, eight months? Eight months in earnest, even though we know now that um, that COVID uh, has been here in the states, we think probably as as early as mid December of last year. So we're, we're pretty much at a year. We're pretty much at a year um, that COVID has been here, and the only thing that we have done um, to try to to get a handle on this is to to shut things down, and I I guess what I'm what I'm suggesting is that um, perhaps we've done this the wrong way, and perhaps we've shut the wrong things down, and perhaps we are saying one thing and doing another. Um, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, um, you know, has, you know, recently, as recently as Thursday, I believe, is issued. Um, there's like uh, stay at home orders for San Francisco. And, um, you know, we're seeing mayors all over the state of California and all over this all over the country who are, are taking steps. And I'm not and, you know, as someone who is I would not say I'm on the front line of the covid fight. But I would say that I am, I, I run, <laughs> I kind of run goods and supplies to those who are on the front lines of, of, of this effort. Shout out to my buddy, Ryan Mulligan, who is on the front lines of this and has been pretty much from the jump. Buddy Aaron Deacon, um, Anurag Patel, shout out to, there are a lot of good folks here in Kansas City doing, doing work. And I let me shout out, um, all of uh, the public health leaders here, uh, Dr. Rex Archer, um, Julian, Julian Van Loo uh, in Wyandotte County, um, Elizabeth Holschel at Johnson County um, Health Department, um, Elizabeth Yoder, uh, who is now, I believe, up north, I think Clay County, Clay County, um, but um, Aaron Corvo, Alan Greiner, um, just there are a lot of there are a lot of good folks here, and you know I'm, I'm speaking from a Kansas City context who are um, who are in the front lines of this. Um, but there's a real human cost to what we've done, 
what we haven't done and and how we've gone about doing the work and what speaks to me more than anything is just her pain angela marzen's pain of following the rules doing everything doing everything she's been asked to do and is still told that she can't do it and yet special rules seem to apply during COVID-19 you know for those that have and and against those who have not and what we're seeing is that the same rules that have been applied to life pre-COVID are having devastating effects on us as we're in COVID. And, you know, I think about my friends, Ted, who runs um, the little, what I call the little restaurant that could, um, Room 39, also Brewery Imperial. Um, I think about my friend Beth, who runs Succotash, which is the coolest, funkiest, you know, spot in town. Um, and they are, they are surviving. And they are fighting like hell um, to keep their businesses afloat while um, the rest of us are figuring out what the hell we're doing from a public health um, and community health standpoint. But what we're seeing is not a failure of public health. Um, what we're seeing is a failure of there's not an adjective if if you all knew the fuck uppery <laughs> behind the scenes of all of these systems breaking down it would it would make first of all what i think it would make us do and uh as someone who as it's no secret I, I, I don't lean left. I, I pull and drag left. Okay. Um, but if you understood just the, the magnitude of systems failure and being in inside one of one of the systems, I'm in, I'm inside of the healthcare system. And even within that, I'm within the, the um, healthcare payer system, health insurance system. And every system, every person within every system believes that it's the other systems that aren't working well. If the other systems were doing what they were supposed to do, then everything would be fine, right? And all of the systems are pointing their fingers at each other. Meanwhile, we get business owners small business owners like Angela Marsden. We get parents, not just like the ones in, in Oregon, but my friends here with school-age youth um, who can't send their kids to school. I have friends who can't send their kids to school. And, you know, a lot of them are fortunate enough to be able to have jobs where they're able to, to work remotely. And I have some friends who don't have that option of working remotely and so what happens is that you you know if you've got a two-parent household each with full-time jobs now you've got a two-parent household where essentially where each parent has two full-time jobs 
Well, three, actually. They they have to teach their kids. They have to maintain their profession, their work, the thing that earns them a living. And I would say the third job is maintaining the sanity of your family and holding it together. I would tell people, if you have managed to keep your family together during this pandemic, you are a successful person. Conversely, I would say, you know what? If if you had to make a clean break, if you had to, to readjust and do things differently, you know what? You are a successful person, right? If you are surviving through this, if you are making a way out of no way, you are a successful person. You are succeeding it. If you, if you are just holding your shit together, barely by a thread during this pandemic, you, my friend, are a successful person. That is success. The failure is not coming from you. The failure is coming from the fact that we move at, um, what is, you know, I'm going to have to have Ryan on. Ryan and I work together. Um, gosh, we've worked together now in two different iterations now for what, the last, I don't know, two and a half, three years. Um, and he talks a lot about how the problem is that, in this case, we're talking about government, that when things move at the speed of government, that we are getting the outcomes that we get. Government is, is moving the way it always moves. Government has been unchanged for the most part. And it remains unimaginative. And they've got policies and procedures. I think I've talked about this in an early show. And I, I welcome the pushback from my friends who are working at, in, at the city, county, and state level. But while it did take Washington a little bit long, too long, to get resources to the states and counties, the counties have had the money to do what needed to be done since May. So May 1st, it was like May 1st, May 2nd. So we're a good seven months. Um, wait, hold on. That's bad math. Six months. <laughs> they told me there would be no math. Um, they did tell me there would be jetpacks, and I still don't understand why we don't have, with all of the drone technology, why can't we get taco delivery by drone? Why hasn't that happened? Um, but for six months, it's been an aptitude at every imaginable level at the local, um, county and state level. And I'm not just talking about government because there has been a failure of the business community to get their arms wrapped around this. There has been a failure of, um, a lot of our social systems, including education. But education, it's interesting. 
so um, here we are. Um, December. What are we at? We're December sixth today, as we're, as we're recording this. And one of the local school districts where I live in in Kansas City, Kansas, the the school district that I grew up in, they just voted to reopen schools in April, which is it's very uh, optimistic. Um, I don't know when um, the the public schools in the Kansas City, Missouri side will open, but um, we've we've got a lot of private schools though in our area that have been open. In, within the same city. I could do a whole conversation, by the way, on the fact that a city of Kansas City size, we're at, as a metro, I don't know, we're somewhere in the, in, in the neighborhood of a million-ish, you know, like 1.2, 1.3 million, if you count the whole metro, um, Kansas City proper um, suburbs. But we've got, at, I think we've got at least 30 different school districts. And there's a whole conversation about um, segregation and structural and systemic racism as the reasons why we have so many school districts. But there's so much disparity in all of the things that were issues, that were at issue with regards to um, educational equity, access to technology, um, the, the um, quality of instruction, access to food, transportation, um, adequate housing, um, parents not, not having a living wage, so they have to work multiple jobs, which means they're not as present for their children. And children are essentially, once they leave the school building, a lot, and a lot, a lot of times are teaching, them, are teaching themselves, raising themselves, um, because the parents have to work in many cases. Uh, we've got several thousand kids in Kansas City who are houseless. And you throw the pandemic on and nothing has changed. And all we've been doing is yelling at superintendents, yelling at teachers. We're telling, we're telling teachers, we have the audacity to tell teachers to suck it up. Be there. Do your job. We are telling our restaurant owners, well, you got to close at 10. You can't have more than 10% people there, 25%, 50% people there. Um, but at the same time, we're sending the message like we want you to support small businesses. Like there's just so much confusion. There's so much blame game. There's so much finger pointing. And what we need for the Angelas, for the Teds, for the Beths, what we need um, for um, the Courtney's, Courtney, uh, my friend Courtney, who uh, posts a lot about um, the education things on 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 Facebook. Um, what we need for um, the families with school age youth, the thing that we need to do is, and it's scary to think like this. But we have to completely disrupt and reimagine all of these systems that do not, that are not interoperable. So in my field, healthcare, the holy grail of, of healthcare, of coordinated care, um, 
and I'm using air quotes here, is this notion of interoperability. So where one hospital system can talk to another health system, those health systems can talk to public health, public health, um, health systems can talk to insurance companies, so on and so on and so on. It's the holy grail. And we've attacked the issue as a technical issue. And I'm sorry to get all geeky on you right now, but we've attacked, we've attacked this notion of interoperability from a technical lens, meaning we just need the, the, the different computer, the technology, the, the, the operating systems from a technical component to figure out how they can communicate. In the same way, and, and it's been, it's a disaster. It doesn't work because everyone wants exclusivity. They create a certain um, platform or uh, a technology and there's all this exclusivity and everyone in that system has an exclu exclusive this or, or, or rights to that and nothing seems to communicate, not without a cost, right? And in the same way, all of these various systems, government, business, uh, education, um, health, public health, none of them are talking to each other. And, and it's not because of the technology. It is the lack of leadership. It is the lack of will to get it done. There is no reason in the world why Angela, Angela's restaurant doing everything that the state health department has asked her to do would have to close. But then there's a special rule given to a movie studio where they could do not only the exact same thing, but actually like even less than what the small restaurant owner was doing. We've got to stop this different rules thing. We can't have different rules, different interpretations of the rule. Um, we can't have, um, well, you, this group and this restaurant, these restaurants have to close at 10, but if you are doing this and if you're doing that, um, then you're exempt. We can't do that. We can't do that to folks. Um, but that's an aside. And that's not even, all the stuff I just said is not the real reason why I'm on today. Um, the real reason why I'm on today is to issue a plea. And um, it's kind of a warning also, if I'm to be frank. Um, one of the things that Angela uh, uh, Marsden in her, her clip, one of the, the last things she, she did was there was a call out to Mayor Eric Garcetti of, of Los Angeles. Side note, if the name Garcetti is familiar to you, uh, I believe Mayor Eric Garcetti is the son of Gil Garcetti. Gil Garcetti was the district attorney during the OJ trial. How's that for a little... A little, you know, it, talking about fuck-uppery. <laughs> um, there we are. There we are. Um, but the call for help 
um, I, I just have to say uh, the, the warning is that help is not coming. It's not coming from the outside. Not saying that help won't be available. But if you're if you're looking for it to come from government, and I'm not at all trying to, I know it sounds like far right. I'm just telling you as someone who's in the belly of the beast and having read um, both the Missouri plan and starting to review the Kansas plan for vaccinations, there is the intent to help with no support, no financial backing for it. Help will not come from the government. So my plea is for us as members of society to begin to work together um, for our own, I don't know, I don't want to say own survival, but for our own like overall collective well-being, we're going to have to figure out how we do this together. And this is not to say, I am not at all saying that we should give the government a pass, that we should give the government, put the, you know, let the government off the hook. A hundred percent no on that. That is not what I'm trying to communicate. What I will say though, is that the only way we will get government to help is if we begin to organize and we start doing things for ourselves. And when we start demonstrating, this is what works, this is what we need. This is what we expect from government. Only then will we get the kind of help, the quality help that's going to be necessary. And so part of, part of how we do that is all of the things that we have been talking about ad nauseum from day one. It is respecting each other enough to say, I even, especially, especially if you feel that wearing a mask is an infringement upon your freedom, especially that person. I want you to say, you know what? I feel this and I absolutely hate wearing this mask, but I care about you. I respect you enough. I will swallow my pride and put this mask on. Um, I think we, we stay home when we can. Um, and I think, you know, look, I don't have a problem with, you know, big, big, um, restaurants and big companies employ a lot of people. So this is not, I'm not casting aspersion. I would love to encourage you though, that if you, if you could, find a restaurant or two and adopt that restaurant or two. And you say, you know what, this is, this is, this is our place. And, you know, we, we are going to do, we're going to, you know, once a week, once every couple of weeks, we're going to, we're going to order from here. Or when we order out, we're going to order from these places. So mine are room 39, Succotash and Minsky's. Um, 
I did do Chipotle the other day for Heidi. Um, I'm more of a Qdoba person, but Qdoba's gone, apparently, again, um, here in Kansas City. But, um, so those are the places for us. I, I, I want to encourage you, wherever you are, support local. Um, this, you know, if this, the CDC is saying that the next three months, this is from the United States perspective, I, I think Europe, Europe's in really good shape. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm envious of, of, of my, of my friend and brother, um, Georgie, who's in Copenhagen. Um, I think they were considering doing a shutdown because they were getting to like two and a half percent positivity rate. Um, but, um, support local, um, as long as you can, because they're saying the next three months are going to be the worst part of, um, of COVID that these next three months could be as bad as the first eight. Um, so let us please try to support our local economy whenever, wherever we can. Oh, I should have added, I go to, well, that's not really local either. It's Ace, Ace Hardware. Um, but um, support local. Um, they need us. They need us and, and, and we need them because... I, I don't know about you. I don't want to, I don't want to live in a world where everything is an Applebee's and an Outback Steakhouse. Okay. I swear to God, if I have to get wings from Buffalo Wild Wings every time, I am not going to be happy. And I know what I'm saying are complete first world, very privileged um, problems. <laughs> But please, please, please support local. That's the only way we're going to get through this. Um, I would also recommend start paying attention to school boards, local school boards, state school boards, um, and um, and really, I, I, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna tell you this as someone, um, and you know, I don't care. It could get me in trouble, but I feel like if in organizing, if you're not getting in trouble, if you're not pissing somebody off, you're not doing your job right. I, I'm going to make a request that you demand that your your insurers and wherever you get your health care. Like if you are a if you've got, you know, if you've got part of your hospital network, demand, absolutely demand that they are um, applying equity to every single component of everything they do. Don't You don't have to worry about, well, which things they need to apply an equity lens on? All of it. Everything. Make sure your health insurance provider, make sure your clinical provider, um, make sure that they, and make sure your, your county government, city government, state government, with, especially with this vaccination stuff, that they have to be equitable. There's a high level of distrust, not just in in um, black and brown and uh, Asian Pacific Islander communities, indigenous communities. There's lots of distrust in the white community around the vaccine and just implore that 
it doesn't matter how much distrust there is. That's not the people's problem. That's our problem. That's the hospital's problem, health insurance folks' problems. That's the government's problem. Whatever they need to do to help us get through the virus, um, I implore you to do not let us off the hook. Keep the pressure on and absolutely, whenever you can, organize um, for solutions and mobilize with one another because, like I said, until we do that, the government doesn't know how to help us. And because the government doesn't know how to help us, they are going to screw it up and then they will give up. And then they will blame us for the fact that we did not get over COVID. So I'm, I am, I am, I, I regret that I have to come on today with this kind of message, but this is the message. Um, we need each other and that's all we've got. So let's let's figure out how how to how to make some good things happen. Um, I got to tell you, I'm going to end now. <laughs> I'm I I think well well I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go. Um, Heidi um, got me a wood pellet fire um, um, fire wood wood fire grill. Got me a, a wood fire pellet grill. Thank you. Um, and I'm going to do some ribeye on those things, and I'm going to pour me a stiff drink. Um, or maybe two, and I'm going to enjoy the Kane City game tonight. Um, I wish you all well. Stay strong. Remember, wherever you stand in this moment, know that you have been a successful person and you are a successful person. And keep doing the thing that you've been doing to get through it. And we're going to get through it, but we're going to need each other in order to do it. Uh, on that note, I'm going to leave y'all with a little something, something, and uh, I will catch you on the ne next episode of The Uninvited. Peace. Five gallons. <laughs> Grab my Everclear. We got three bottles of Everclear here. Good to go. And what that Everclear allows is for me to have my fruits marinate in the juices of hell, because that's really what it is. <laughs> Devil don't even drink that. Too strong. <laughs> hey, devil, like some Everclear? No, 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 homeboy. Sweet Jesus, no. <laughs> okay. Get all our fruits in there. And guys, you can leave this and let this sit, you know, like, not that long, <laughs> because the infusion can take place quick. Everclear is so strong. You can let that sit in there and just infuse. Get a nice little mix going. Now, once you got that, now we come in behind with our vodka here. Ha! What is a party without tequila? Huh? Something your grandma goes to, okay? Tequila! <laughs> Granny, I'm just hating. I know you're fun. Used to drink tequila back in the day. Next, Jack Sparrow in the house with the rum. Pineapple juice, all right. You wanna shake this up before you pour it in, okay guys? Cause this has this tendency to settle in the bottom. OJ. And 
Now guys, there's way more alcohol in this than mixer, okay? So, expect when you drink this to start sweating and breaking out. No, 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 it's not a virus, okay? It's the punch. All right. Now keep watching this, guys. Watch this, watch this bottle, guys. Watch this bottle, watch this bottle. 